Right. It's a while since we talked, so I wanted to get this quickly before we start the intro to the podcast. I was with Aaron a couple weeks ago. For people listening to the podcast, Aaron uh, was a beginner to running. He he took it on last year, and I can't really say too much more because I'm afraid of spoiling the, the the answer and stuff to this. Anyway, we pulled into the garage, and uh, Neve was filling up the, 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 the tank full of petrol to go in and get some stuff. Aaron's gone to the shop, get a couple of, let's just say a couple of goodies, a couple of things, whatever, for, for the drive. So he goes into the shop and he comes back out. It was around three o'clock in the afternoon. Three o'clock, time was important to this story. It's a hint to where I'm going to ask in a second. He comes back out to me around three minutes later and goes, Sean, I, I, I have to hop back in the car. I'm after getting my wallet. So he goes back in, picks all stuff, and goes back out and we, we hit the road. And we're two minutes down the road and I realised he left his wallet in the car. He left his phone in the car. And I was like, Aaron, do you know why you left your wallet and your phone in the car there for your stuff? I said, um, can you, imagine, can you see where I'm going? What, what they're asking next? It's about what the paying, paying on your exactly. watch. Exactly. And I'm glad you brought that up because I said to him, I said, Aaron, why didn't you use your garment to pay for all the food? And he says to me, it turns out, Sean, you can't use Garmin Pay in the watch I bought. He spent 400 quid on a watch to get that stupid orange disco strap. And his only thing, we did a podcast before where we asked him about that, why did he buy a Garmin? And his main reason was to use Garmin Pay. And it turns out that 400 quid watch, he can't even do that with it. Oh my God. I'm delighted. I'm delighted. It's funny because when I bought mine, you were like, are you sure you want to buy this? Are you sure the reasons you want to buy this? And I was like, oh, yeah. And you were like, oh, what a waste of money. And then what happened, happened. But yeah, <laughs> he bought that watch because he was sure he wanted to pay with his ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, no, no. Uh, Welcome to the very first episode of Any Given Run Day for 2021. Eric, how are you keeping? How are you getting on? Good. Happy New Year, Sean. Happy New Year to you too. And happy New Year to everyone listening to uh, the the podcast. We had so many goals for 2020. Some we did do, some we didn't do. And I like to think, before people set the goals for 2021, I like to look back in 2020, see what you did, and then use them to judge your goals for 2021 rather than come up with random things. Like, for example, uh, we had the 5K challenge back in must be May or June, all those months, ever since yeah, March, the whole thing rolls into yeah. one. And I got a, I got a PB of 22 minutes and five seconds. And I'm using that to, to gauge a time for a, a 10K PB this year. You broke the 20 minute barrier. Yeah, I think we were about three, three weeks, three and a half weeks into it. And I just kind of got annoyed one night and went and did it. And then <laughs> said, I'm never running short distance ever again. I nearly died. So it's, yeah, I got it. Yeah, it was, uh, tough yeah i remember now that i think about it, i was getting like spasms in my diaphragm and everything just after doing and running that hard i wasn't used to running that fast that hard so long and probably all sorts was wrong we learned a lot from a breathing techniques yoga came out of that one as well because we were struggling like that was amazing mm. jesus it does seem like a long time ago though that we, it, we did that 5k challenge yeah it does and I, I i remember thinking when you guys were aiming towards 20 in my mind, the time was like, I would love to get sub 20 because there is something about doing a 5K sub 20. But it, it, it just seems like a thing on my mind. 
But I realized, you know, a fair bit into training, I was like, I'm not even anywhere. I'm, I'm a good year or two years away from consistency training to get anywhere near that, in my opinion. So, and I think sometimes you can set yourself these really high goals and even still getting to 22 minutes was pretty high for me. I mean, I think before that, I, I think I nearly knocked off 30, 45 seconds off my previous time, which is a lot yeah. of time, especially as you start getting close and close to those 20 minutes. When you get to that end, yeah. So that when it comes now to something like, okay, setting goals, I kind of look back and I go, oh, 20 minutes was unrealistic. But having a base of 10K of going a small bit slower, getting close to that 45 minute, it, it's going to be very tough. I'm not too sure I will do it, but I still like to set that goal reasonably high as opposed to setting a, you know, a, a ridiculous 40-minute 10K goal, like something like Tom, who we've had before in the podcast, could do. I'd be like, I'd love to do something like that, but I know this year that's not, that's a bit too unattainable. Yeah, and it's, it's funny you said that because I was, well, obviously we, we we talked about what our goals were before we made this podcast, but when we, it was funny that I took the same technique. I think it's a case of once bit and twice shy. Like I, I always wanted to run the sub 40 10K, hmm. but, I know how much I suffer after running the 1955k and I don't know I think for me as well whatever way my body is it's just bizarre if I start really fast if I start at the pace I need to start I just can't I just suffer whereas I went and ran a 10k one night I think I ran you afterwards I was like this was bizarre the first kilometer I ran at like a 440 I wasn't really trying to do anything second kilometer I ran at a 420 and then I said right let's go for it and see how we end up. And then around every other kilometer at a 405 pace for the remainder of the 10K. And I was like, that's my quickest ever 10K I ran. And I didn't even try. Yeah. However, had I started at a 405 pace, I would have been, I would have been dying. Maybe it's a mental thing. I don't know. Uh, but I just find that I just, the body just doesn't like when I start that quick. So for me, knowing how much I suffered on a 5K and we were fit at the time we were training. Yeah. Um, I think I'd have to be realistic. I'd love to run a sub 41 minute. Sub right. 41, I think, is is pushing me. I think the 40 will be there. It might, it may happen, but I think just in terms of the mentality of it, I think if I can set the goal of a 41 minute or maybe even 41 and a half, um, I think if I just see 41 something on the clock, I'd be very, very happy. Um, I think I'd be very happy. Because I that day I did I did forty two something and yeah. without really trying, but there's just something about it. If I just got that forty one on the clock, I think I'd be very very happy. But yeah, it's it's learning from a lot of people are like, okay, I've never ran before. I'm gonna <laughs> run a marathon in two hours. If you can, well done. Yeah. Um, if you can, well done. But yeah, definitely you have to look back at where you've come from. And I think I don't know. Maybe maybe there's people out there to say we're wrong that we should always keep striving for that main goal, but. I kind of like to see progress. I like yes. to see progress. No matter how slow it is, I like to see progression, progression, progression. Um, and for me, it's not a case of it's a one and done. When I run a 5K, my best, well, it was at the time. I said I'd never run a 5K that quick again. But I like to see progression. So hopefully next year, a 19-minute 5K will be achievable. And then maybe an 18, because let's be honest, we've picked us up as a sport for life. It's not really something we're just going to forget about once we reach the target. That's it. And the more we get into it now, like like you just said there, talking about, you know, your second half being faster for the 10K than it was, you know, the start. To me, before, that would make no sense. Like, you got to push hard at the start and then somehow maintain it to near the end, especially with 5K, 10Ks and all the rest. But I did a 10-mile 10, 10 PB back uh, near the end of November. It was a couple of weeks after doing the marathon. 
And I, like yourself, I had no intention of doing it. I just went out. I had a good AK start. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I could pick up the pace a little bit and aim towards that. And it was a, an hour 18 or something like that was, was the time in the end. But I actually felt good slowly building up to it. And then the second half, it kind of opened that pace to see what I had towards the end. I just, I almost felt like I was warmed up. It's like, you don't start off a car and just, you know, all systems go straight away. You kind of ease yeah. up through it. I, I, maybe that's a bad analogy. I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top of the spot. But I, I, I think to your point there, you don't really find out these things until you start getting years and years into the into the training and all the rest, what kind of works for you the best. Whereas logically before doing that might make much sense, but then when you're actually running consistently, you're kind of like, oh, you know, 5Ks to us now feel like all out sprints because I, I, a 5K is, I mean, even saying it now, a 5K is harder than a 10K makes no sense. But just the, the push towards those times, I feel like you can afford to, to build into a 10K and still get towards a PB. Whereas a 5K, you know after that first K whether it's happening or not. And yeah, and, and it's, it's torture I, for the next 4K either which way if you're close or not. Some people might think I'm nuts, but I would actually say running my fastest 5K was harder than that marathon I ran. Now, I know my hamstrings and stuff gave up after like 30, 38 kilometers or 37 kilometers, but still the, the the mental fight you have in a 5K, you have more fights in five kilometers than you do in your head over 42. Like it's it's absolutely bizarre. Like I, I would agree with that. I think I think it's it is a lot harder to go that quicker. It depends. Like we're trying to be a hybrid. We're trying to be the endurance runners that can do the marathons. Mm-hmm. Then we also want to be the fastest around the track in a 5k. Just doesn't really happen unless you focus on that kind of training. And that's one part where we suffer, and probably some people listening to this suffer as well. I want to be the best at it today. I don't want to be the best at it tomorrow. Yeah. I want to be the best 5k runner today. I want to be the best marathon runner on the same day as well. And it's just it just doesn't happen. But for me, it's just been good to just naturally kind of the long distance with the heat just wasn't viable over here. So I've got back to the short running yeah. now. Like, like I'm running, like one of the days I was running just up and down the hills. I was running at a four forty-five, same pace around the marathon. I got to like three, four kilometers mentally. I was like, how did I run a marathon? Yeah. How did I do this? It's absolutely mindset. bizarre. It's, it's all, all about mindset. mindset. It's all mindset. about conditioning. You know, when you know you're going to do a marathon, you've conditioned for it, you go and do it. When you want to do a 5K, you're like, I can't even see why it hasn't a one kilometer hit yet. Why it hasn't two kilometer hit yet. It's absolutely bizarre. It's, uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely all about focus training and and understanding where where you've made your mistakes. And we have made a lot of mistakes. Um, I I think to your point there, it's a case you have to, like, for example, you you can't go into for example, this year, people have New Year's resolutions like, I want to run the fast 5K, I want to run my fast marathon. It's like, you have to pick your spots. You can't do both. You know, Usain Bolt is the fastest man alive in a 100-meter sprint, but he would get absolutely killed if he went towards um, Olympic-level marathon running. You, you have to pick one or the other. So, like, try and start with the end goal first and work your way back. So, my end goal, my overall goal running this year would be to run a 340 double marathon because I... I Double Martin above all else this year, just to be back out there, crowds, all the rest, is, is the thing I'm looking forward to most when it comes to running this year. So I'd love to be able to run a 340 Martin there. So I know, okay, that's the goal for the end of October. I've got to work back 12, 16 weeks. That period is, is all pretty much booked off this year towards running towards that. All my training is all built towards that. So I've got a little bit of time in the summer to, to do a little bit of 
you know, hopefully a bit of, I'd love to get a bit of cycling this year. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later, but I'd love to get a bit of cycling oh, this baby. year. With a bit of running. I, I, the idea, you know, I miss, I miss events this year. I miss going out and doing things. So like the likes of you guys doing like questing around the lock. And I'm not too sure, you know, that was usually on April time. It could be a little bit too early this yeah, year where everything yeah, else yeah, is yeah. going on. But I, I would love just a couple of weekends to cook people just, you know, get in the bike, do a bit of, you know, not swimming. Uh, this year, maybe next year, but not this year. It's it's just with pools not closed now, and I can't even swim. I've never been able to swim twenty meters, so that's just not realistic at all. But this year, just a bit more cycling, a bit of running, um, like just the adventure kind of things, a bit of kayak and stuff like that in between. It just sounds good for those three, four, those two, three months in the summer. Uh, just have those events, and then for the first. For the first month or two now, it's got me all kind of strength training, all mobility, stuff like that. Just a little bit of runs and stuff to keep myself ticking over. And then I'd like to build towards that 10K goal until the April, May. Go for it then. If I don't get it, I don't get it. But I'm going to be a lot fitter anyway. Have my more cycling stuff coming in. Not my competing events or anything like that, but just some fun things to lead up into July, August time. And then it's like, okay, the bike, the odd time it might come out, but for the most part, it's going to be running now, building towards the market. Yeah, no, I I agree. The, the the events and stuff, I think, are something that we really, really missed out on. I think people need goals as well, like an event. It's something to work towards. It's so difficult. Um, and that's why, hopefully, as we progress, um, we want to get people working with us and then we can have our own little races, our own little get-togethers so that people have a time and a date and a place that they can beat their goals. Um it's like that. It's very hard to go run your best 10K when you know, like, what do you get? We, we we as humans love a reward. Everyone says, I don't do it for the pride. I don't do it for that. I 100% do it for my T-shirt, my medal, and a picture of a time that says I did it in a certain yeah. time. I absolutely do. Like, it's everyone likes to be told well done. Everyone wants a pat on the back. They might say that they don't, but they absolutely do. And a race is nothing better. It's the biggest pat on the back you can get. You have people cheering for you. You have your family there, you know, like, and that's what people miss. The, the reason that these adventure races and stuff are so successful is because people love to get out, to try something new, to push themselves, to go to that dark spot and come back again and yes. still enjoy it and, and get the reward at the end of a couple of beers and medal. And it's just something nice to work towards. But I think if, if people going forward, I think be realistic. Like you said, start the year, strength training, light runs, see how the world progresses February, March time, start thinking about running a little bit faster. The weather's getting a bit warmer. Let's be clever about it. Yeah. We want to get outside a little bit more. It's not as painful to go running in the rain. Um, and then as we approach into the summer, then we can April, May time, we want to be running our best five Ks, 10 Ks. And then come June, then you want to go, if you want to go longer, let's, let's start some long distance training plans. Um, adventure races trying new things and um, whatever it is you want it's it is a clever way to look at it so, and again it comes back to that mentality that some people may or may not share with me january 2nd rolls around because they never do anything on the first so i've given up making january 1st the, the main day so january 2nd rolls around and i'm like all right that's it i want to be fit now no belly that's it it's gone as soon as i wake up tomorrow six pack it's there i've never had a six pack in my life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've always, I've always just been annoyed at myself when I wake up on January third after doing four sit ups and eating two packets of crisps. I'm like, ah, oh, why isn't <laughs> it here? Happened? Yeah. So it's, um, but yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think you're right. I think people need to be realistic with their goals, especially when like 
consider what we have now in terms of a lockdown. What can you do? What can't you do? I suppose that's where we'll blow our own trumpet because that's what we're here to do and we're here to help people. But that's why we set up any given training day. Like it's built around building your goals around your life um, yeah. and what you can do in your house, what you can do in your local area, what you can do in a two kilometer range. You know, the training programs we can give you that you can you can operate because I think people are annoyed and I think routine is the biggest thing that upsets people and any sort of training plan or goal setting is always built around your routine and I am the worst I love routine I love if mm. someone upsets my routine so say I was meant to train in the morning something came up I had to do something for work I wouldn't train that day I'd be like ah oh, sure that's it that's it gone sure I couldn't train this morning and I have to do all the excuses after excuses roll out and that's all they are but they still they win yeah and I won't train that day and I think what's going to happen with people's fitness is if they don't pick the right method of training or the right distance with their training because they haven't got the gyms as confidently, they haven't got the coaches as confidently, clubs, they're kind of a bit messed up. Unless you're a diehard and already know how to handle the kind of training, you're going to find yourself struggling with the routine of what do we do for the next six weeks, another lockdown. Um, and I think finding something that helps you build a routine is the most important thing. Um stuff that we do and that that's one thing that's why we went to do what we did i'm fed up with my routine being scuppered and i'm missing times and trainings and that's why if i can train at any time once i know i have to do it that day it'll get yeah. done i won't go to bed until it's done so it's um yeah it's it's just i think routine people need to be conscious of what will give them the best routine for success um because just throwing money at just annual online class absolutely perfect but they don't really care they don't care if you're logged in or not you know like it's whereas if you have checking on you or if you have someone to work out with it makes a big big difference and there's many different ways you can approach it. that's what like we've done at any given training day is when we talk to clients after do the consultation form that we have it there it's like what kind of training do you gravitate towards whereas you know we have the different online classes stuff like that we schedule a routine that are kind of like so I'm like, no, that, that doesn't appeal to me. That's not it. It's like, okay, well, what about if we had, you know, we did the app where you have 45 minutes and like is the case where if you do, you know, a set of this exercise, do you find like you're messing around your phone or doing something too long, you're thinking about it? Well, we have the app, the time you to go back in. Like, I like that. Some people are like, you're like, let's go 45 minutes in and out done. And your people are like, you know what? I like to work hard in terms of, I go, you know, goblet squats, but I take my time for I have my full rest going back into it again. But I know I'm able to stay focused, keep on going. Like there's many different ways to train, but it's up to you. And if you have a coach there with you to, to figure out the best way to train for you, because it's not always the one right answer. For some people, it is it's a mixture of all those types of three, and along with the running goals and everything else goes with it. And you know, it's, it's a lot to, to, to figure out in terms of what do you gravitate towards? How do you set that routine? How do you have? How do you keep accountable? Of that who's there to keep you accountable of it? Uh, what your goals are? How do you do a best five k? Your best marathon? What time of year do you get all that put in? You know what's coming up? How, how long is realistically can you get there? Your six weeks? If you're going to build towards a marathon, is that going to interfere with your, your five k? Is that going to interfere with you getting a six pack? Is that going to interfere with your strength gains? How do you mesh them all together? And it's like there's an easy answer get a professional and that's our plug for getting the any given training day on call for you guys on that note you did hit on something there in terms of methods and stuff like that but i'm going to save it for next week's episode of the podcast so uh don't touch on your 2021 goals because we're going to hit on that next week personally for you on that one eric with that said have you got anything else to add this week's episode of the podcast before we wrap things no, up just, 
just hopefully if people are out there and you are still listening, we still have our hundred or so listeners every week. Um, thanks for listening, as always. Yes. Um, we hope this new year is successful for you. We will have a lot of content. We're going to kick this off, try and keep the weekly podcast coming out again to everyone. So hopefully you have something to look forward to. It's all about looking forward to the next thing. And hopefully something we say sticks with you this year. That That is one of my goals. Take out my personal training goals is uh, I want to have as much influence on other people just finding what's right for them in terms of sports and exercise. And that's that's one thing I really want us to do this year. Um, and we did it last year, but I'd like to double it this year. Um, I think I think it's really yeah. important to try and share what we've gone through because we're just the average Joes just <laughs> talking on a podcast about all the bad things we've done. <laughs> so hopefully it can inspire. It. And Learn from our mistakes. <laughs> but thanks, thanks for listening. It's going to be a great year and look forward to next week's episode. And on that note, guys, happy new year. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Any Given Run Day from myself and Eric. Take care. Bye.